in our world in 2020, there's a global pandemic, an economic recession, there's racial violence and systemic racism issues going on in our country. There's very intense political tension right now. And on top of all of that, people have stress that's individual to their own lives, like parents trying to work and homeschool or do the distance learning. Maybe your job has changed or you have suddenly found yourself out of work. Maybe you're quarantining alone. There are just so many stressful events that have piled on top of each other this year. And so recognizing that even if we don't feel stressed out right now or overwhelmed right now, really good place to, to start with that is to learn how your body is trying to communicate to you that it is stressed. Thank you for joining me on this bonus episode of the On Call Empath. I am so excited to announce that this is going to be my 30th episode. I can't believe I made it this far. I put a lot of work into this podcast. I want to thank all of my audience and my guests um, this far. And it just seems to get better each episode. Um, I have a lot more guests in store for you guys coming up this October, November. Uh, So stay tuned for that. Um, This particular episode is a special one and I wanted to make it memorable. You guys asked for it, all the empaths, highly sensitive people. Uh, It seems to be stress is the main factor 2020. We're all dealing with it. How do you deal with it? You know, management, you know, stress can uh, cause a lot of health issues. And, you know, I'm, I'm very familiar with it myself. So I decided to bring in not one, but two people on this podcast, Tori and Kelly Cueto. Uh, they're both sisters that are passionate about uh, stress management and they know what they're talking about. Uh, Tori's actually a licensed therapist out of San Diego, California. Kelly is a former corporate burnout and a yoga teacher. So you're going to get basically two different perspectives and also stick around till the end. I have a little surprise for you. I hope you enjoy it. So I wanted to do things differently. You guys asked and now I want to deliver. Uh, with that said, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to another episode of the On Call Empath. You guys, I'm so excited for this episode. We're heading towards 30 episodes and I can't believe it. I made it this far, but I wanted to give back to you guys and I got two special guests. Both of them are sisters, Tori and Kelly uh, Kudo. I hope I said that correctly. (laughs) Close enough. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So both are sisters, and I like the unique fact that you are helping each other out in a stress. You're both stress management educators, and you run your own company called Wellness Technology. Uh, Tori's a licensed therapist and has her own practice in my hometown of San Diego, California, which I miss very much. <laughs> and she is a former corporate burnout and attorney and um, Bali trained yoga teacher. And uh, they both basically practical, they use practical approaches to uh, stress management through online courses and workshop. And uh, I'm telling you, these both sisters are passionate 
about what they do. So I'll let you guys kind of introduce yourself. Awesome. Thanks so much, Raj, for having us. We're really, really excited to be here today. We um, <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks. We did want to just mention really quickly that the information we're going to be talking about today is not a substitute for medical or mental health care advice, diagnosis, or treatment for anyone. And if any of your listeners feel like they would need or benefit medical or mental health support, we really encourage them to contact a licensed doctor or a therapist near them. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. So as you had said... (laughs) Kelly and I run our own stress management company, Wellness Technologies, and through Wellness Technologies, we're able to teach practical and research-based approaches to managing stress that fit into people's actual lives. And what I mean by that Mm. is that it doesn't really help if you know ways to manage stress, but you're so overwhelmed and overworked and busy that you don't have the time or energy to get around to doing any of those things. So. What Kelly and I do is we teach things that you can do during your normal day-to-day routine that don't require you carving out 30 minutes, an hour, or a couple of hours through your day. Most of the skills that we teach, Mm -hmm. you can do while you're washing the dishes, taking a shower, walking your dog, even working throughout the day, and you can integrate them into your life starting now. Uh So... Um, As you had said, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in San Diego. And Kelly, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. So Raj briefly touched on this, but I used to work in commercial real estate finance in the corporate world throughout most of my 20s. And eventually, (laughs) yeah, it was a great great career, very different from what I'm doing now. Um, But I I got so burned out that it came to a point where I just couldn't handle it anymore. So I walked away to travel the world for a few years and de-stress. And through my travels, I learned the proper skills to finally handle my stress, get on top of it. And during that time, I also became a Hatha yoga teacher in Bali. And now I've actually even hopped back into my own company in real estate. So that's really exciting. So I've got the real estate corporate world on one side and wellness technologies on the other side, which is a perfect balance. Very nice. Very nice. And it is a big difference. I wish I can travel like you You also. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the main focus of like basically why I did the podcast is, you know, a lot of people have been through, you know, trauma and they deal with stress. And so I specifically wanted you guys to come on on this bonus episode to kind of um, give us everything that you have that you have learned. And um, if you can definitely share it with our audience, um, that I think that would bring a lot of value. So with that said, um, I just want to just dive right in. And um, if you can please just uh, start off by maybe telling me your personal struggles and, and what really inspired you to, to start on this journey together. Absolutely. So About 10 years ago, our mom passed away quite suddenly after experiencing a relapse of breast cancer. And Mm -hmm. we were both in our early 20s at the time. And it was an extremely stressful event, obviously, that impacted us both in ways that definitely caught us off guard. Um, For me personally, I coped by diving into work and school rather than dealing with the stress in my life. 
And over the following years, I started experiencing numerous symptoms of stress, which now I realize was stress. At the time, I, of course, had no idea. Um, And the worst of all was probably a weakened immune system, which caused me Mm -hmm. to require surgery to remove an infection that popped up kind of out of nowhere. Um, I got strep throat nearly 10 times in a single year. So it was a lot of things that happened and started building up and building up and building up until I really reached what was my breaking point. And Tori also kind of had a similar situation as well. Do you want to touch on that, Tori? Sure. Yeah. So for me, when our mom passed away, I was already actually in my own therapy as a client. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was doing work to address the stress in my life, um, stress that was around before our mom passed away and the stress, the grief, the trauma of that situation. What I didn't realize was that even though I was doing really positive things in my life to address that, the stress was still manifesting and it wasn't Mm. coming out in completely healthy ways. And I actually ended up um, I ended up swelling up and breaking out in like these very aggressive hives all over my body. And it wow. actually took, it was very bizarre. Um, it took several months to find out that what had happened was I had actually, as an adult, developed a few food allergies. Wow. And yeah, just very, very bizarre and not something that at least myself at the time or anyone in my life would ever connect with Mm -hmm. the grief and the trauma from that stressful event. But what I learned kind of going through the testing process and really addressing what was coming up physically for my body and the feedback that I got from the doctors at the time is that that trauma, that stressful event can actually change the way that our bodies function to the point that you can develop things like food allergies. Absolutely. Yeah. Which was just a really mind blowing concept for me. And Mm -hmm. like with Kelly, you know, you piece together the emotional impact of when you're stressed out, you feel stress. There's that Mm -hmm. emotion there, but the physical symptoms often kind of slowly build up during that stress process. And they're not as easy to connect to the stress that we're feeling. And so when Kelly and I both kind of went through our own journeys with dealing with the stress and identifying that these things were connected to the stress in our lives it really motivated both of us to look deeper into how we were actually doing. And Mm -hmm. our two paths are very different. As Kelly said, she's a former corporate, um, (laughs) she's a corporate burnout. That is not my journey um, (laughs) at all. But, but, you know, at the end of it, we were able to come together and our two experiences, Kelly and her immune system and the, uh, mine with my allergies mm-hmm. are obviously two extreme reactions mm-hmm. and our, the stress in our life was very traumatic at that time, mm-hmm. but it's also very reflective of how stress in general impacts us in ways that we don't always correlate or understand. Right. And so 
that's really been a driving force for us to help people better understand their own relationship with stress, their own journey with stress, and how stress is actually affecting them. With that said, uh, you know, from what you're saying, stress manifests in our physical bodies, and I know that self-care is critical. Before we start, can you just define, like, I know there's different types of stress. There's financial, career, relationships. Um, can, can you just kind of define what overall stress is? What does it mean to you guys? Sure. So first and foremost, stress is a completely normal part of life and everyone experiences it. So what we do not do is eliminate stress from your life. That's not our goal. It's not realistic. Um, but it is important to understand what stress is and how it affects us. So there are things in our lives like big stressors, like the death of a loved one, losing a job or your financial security, having relationship difficulties, health issues, et cetera, et cetera. And then there are small stressors like running late to a meeting or giving a big presentation at work or at school. And there are also good things that happen to us that can cause stress. These are things like having a baby, moving, getting married, but these things can still cause detriment to our health. Um, And when we talk about stress, there's really two different Mm -hmm. types of stress. There's acute stress, which is healthy and normal. It's quick. And then there's chronic stress, which is what most of us think about when we think of stress. And that acute stress is a brief stressor that resolves quickly. These are things like when you're driving to work and you narrowly avoid a fender bender or things like giving a brief presentation at work that you get a little bit nervous about beforehand or getting in an argument with someone, things that pass quickly and then you carry on. Um, When -hmm. we experience these acute stressful situations, Mm -hmm. we experience the stress response in our body. So we have certain reactions certain body functions turn off so that others can turn on. And the reason being is that our body can't tell the difference between going into that presentation at work or being in a life or death situation, which is the Mm -hmm. reason why stress developed in our bodies to begin with. Um, And with acute stress, once these things happen, the situation passes, our body recognizes that we're not going to die from this presentation that we're giving or from a car accident when we narrowly miss it and our body. Yeah. And we can quickly return to a normal state of functioning once the situation resolves. Yeah. Just touching on that, you know, like Kelly was saying, stress has evolved in us as humans and it evolved to keep us alive from dangerous situations. Our body interprets stress as a danger and our number one thing is to protect ourselves, right? We want to survive dangerous situations, whether that's an actual physical threat to our safety or what feels like an emotional threat to us as humans. And so in short periods of time, like the prepping for and giving a presentation at work at school, stress is okay. Those hormones that kick in can actually help us to be more alert. It can help us to perform better in short periods of time. But there's a whole other type of stress, the chronic stress that Kelly had briefly touched on, that 
allows that stress response and those stress chemicals to be continuing to run through our body for prolonged periods of time, which are like days, weeks, months, or really even years for some people. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that's some, definitely some deep, deep stuff. And like I said, you know, a lot, a lot of the listeners out there that are empaths and highly sensitive people, you know, they get overwhelmed easily. Um, you know, just speaking about what's going on today, you know, with your computers and your phones and your devices, there's constantly distraction. Um, and then you have the pandemic, this new normal, which adds even more um, to this uh, stressor. So I guess my question to you guys is like, I mean, where do we start? Like, how do we shift our mindset and start to develop good habits and, and not because most people are stressed out. That's just how um, our lives are. And, but I mean, what would you say to start? What, were, what would be the starting point? In most cases, acute stress is how our body was designed to handle stress. The stress occurs, the stressful event passes, and we kind of return back to that normal functioning level. There is an exception though. So I know that with your podcast, you frequently talk about the effects of trauma and just experiencing trauma in those aspects. Um, and trauma is a stress. That's a stressful event, but it is a really unique stressful event. And sometimes when people experience a trauma that our minds have difficulty processing, we can experience those chronic stress effects and similar effects from an acute stressor, from a situation that didn't last a long time, but affected us really profoundly because it was so traumatic or so overwhelming or so scary or so whatever. Um, in those cases, that's when people develop acute stress disorder or a post-traumatic stress disorder. And those responses to stress are very different from the types of stress that Kelly and I are talking about. And they can result in having symptoms that are different from the typical acute stress and typical chronic stress that Kelly and I are talking about. We're not going to go too far into the acute stress disorder reaction or post-traumatic stress disorder, because those types of responses to stress are much more effectively dealt with during psychotherapy that is trauma-focused. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that, of course, is that the stress response was designed to only last for those brief moments, for those presentations, for those misfender benders, for that life or death situation. So when we continually allow our bodies to stay in this stress response, we're experiencing all of these negative physical side effects as a result. Very well said. And I'm learning all about stress this year more than ever because of everything's going on. But I think even when you go to the grocery store, it's like you're kind of, you could just see it on the the you know people's faces and they're just really holding on tight and it's it's just everywhere um so that leads me to my next question is you know a lot a lot of people respond stress differently um everyone's on a different journey um what can you say about that um because what i might find stressful may not be as stressful to you 
Totally. Absolutely. I I think you hit the nail on the head. Like most people, we're all stressed. This year, 2020, we're all, we're all in chronic stress and that's a reality. And I think that's actually a good place to start because I think that a lot of the times people say, if I'm not in this moment feeling super stressed out and overwhelmed, then I'm okay. I'm not stressed. I'm not dealing with stress. But when we look objectively as to what's going on right now in our world in 2020, there's a global pandemic, an economic recession, there's racial violence and systemic racism issues going on in our country, there's very intense political tension right now. And on top of all of that, people have stress that's individual to their own lives, like parents trying to work and homeschool or do the distance learning. Maybe your job has changed or you have suddenly found yourself out of work. Maybe you're quarantining alone. There are just so many stressful events that have piled on top of each other this year. And so recognizing that even if we don't feel stressed out right now or overwhelmed right now, our bodies are reacting to these chronic stressors. And so a really, really good place to to start with that is to learn how your body is trying to communicate to you that it is stressed. It's not always going to be by feeling stressed out or feeling overwhelmed. Kelly, do you want to talk it, talk about a little bit about how people can bring their attention to recognizing those early warning signs? Sure. Um, one thing that we really recommend is listening to your body, noticing when changes come up, noticing when you're holding tension in your bodies and places that you may not normally or that aren't necessarily healthy. When we recognize these changes in the early stages, then we can start addressing our stress before we get to these more intense symptoms. And those intense symptoms are things like anxiety, sleep problems, depression, irritability, fatigue, back pain, digestive problems. I mean, the list truly goes on and on. And so Tori and I really preach regular self care, regular checking in with ourselves, saying, Am I doing okay right now in this moment? Am I holding tension somewhere in my neck or shoulders? Or am I having trouble paying attention when I'm working for whatever reason? These are things that when we know to look for them as a cause of stress or as an early symptom of stress, we can start reacting to that stress earlier before it gets to this overwhelming place where you feel like you're underwater. Yeah. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and um, I know that for me, like, you know, sleep, nutrition, exercise, um, all that plays a role in my life. And if one of those things are missing, I actually feel it. And I know other people that, you know, they can go without, you know, eight hours of sleep or six hours of sleep. They can run on three hours and just be fine. A lot of the people that are listening that are tuning in today, um, you know, the stress that they've had from, you know, childhood, the trauma, their body's always on fight or flight. So they're constantly um, being weighed down. And so, so everything that you're saying is making sense. So I want to just ask, um, you know, either of you, if you had to 
choose like out of all the crucial things for to reduce stress like between sleep nutrition and exercise what would you say would be like in your opinion for the people you know from what you do and the work that you do what do you think is the best way to kind of battle as far as keeping a balance of your stress levels Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that really is why Kelly and I encourage people so strongly to begin to check in with yourself. It can be helpful to set an alarm to go off three to four times, maybe a few more throughout the day, because we need to bring our attention to how we're actually doing in the moment, how stress is showing up for us, not our friend, not our spouse, not our family member. It's so important to get familiar with your body, your mind, your feelings. And the only way that we can do that is if we bring our attention to what's actually happening right now in this moment. So many times we make these assumptions. We say, oh, I know when I'm stressed out, I grind my teeth or when I'm stressed out, I get a migraine. And those those things are probably true. I'm not trying to discredit any of that. But when we only go by the assumptions of the really attention-grabbing ways stress shows up in our life, then we are 100% overlooking all of these more subtle ways that stress is showing up And those more subtle ways are the real opportunities to address stress before it gets to the point of feeling super burnt out and overwhelmed. Absolutely. Or if you're not eating enough, you're never going to be able to concentrate well enough to get through that stressful situation. You're never going to be able to concentrate enough to attend to those needs. And same thing with exercising and everything else. Um, We really, really are passionate about doing those little things every day that add up to make a big difference. And when we talk about basic needs, that's what that is. And that doesn't necessarily mean doing an hour-long yoga class or a 45-minute run every day, but it means getting up and walking around a few times throughout the day, especially when we're working from home or working in an office job. These are things that really, really do add up and make a big difference, a big impact in our lives. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, sometimes I'll put a timer when I'm working because I'll forget and I'll, I'll need to stand up or I'll program it on my, my watch. And if I don't get up every 30 minutes, uh, it'll, it'll actually ring. So that's, it's always good to move your body around. And I know for myself, at least I need to be either standing every half hour just to kind of keep my blood flowing. And so it all does make sense. So, um, with all that said, what would you say is the biggest myth that you can debunk? Because there's so much conflicting information out there. You know, one person says this, one person says that. What would you say would be one of the biggest myths out there about stress? Definitely. And we touched on this a little bit earlier, but definitely the biggest myth that we see about stress is that in this moment, if you're not feeling stressed out and overwhelmed, and if you're not feeling like you're completely burnt out and you've passed the point of being able to manage your stress, then you're not stressed. You're fine. So it's like those two extremes, right? Like either I'm drowning in stress 
or I'm good. I'm fine. I don't really need to deal with my stress. Nope, I'm cool. And that's just not, that's not how stress works. If you do not meet your basic needs, you are, you're not going to have anything to build on. You could practice the best stress management skills in the world, but you need that foundation, right? Like if you're sleep deprived, like you said, Raj, like if you end up in the hospital because you're sleep deprived, who cares if you're meditating? Who cares? It's not going to help. You're not going to be doing well. It's <laughs> a very good point. So I come to the portion where, um, you know, since this is a bonus episode, uh, I wanted to first ask you if you can, you know, give our audience maybe like a one minute strategy uh, for all the empaths and highly sensitive people out there and just kind of lead us into uh, maybe a stress um, relieving breathing exercise I know that's what you guys are um, pretty good at. So I, I'm just curious, and I think a lot of people could value from it. We'll do it right here live on on, on this uh, podcast. Awesome. So Kelly and I actually, Kelly will lead us through a breathing exercise in just a second. <clears throat> but we did want to give all of your listeners a little <clears throat> coping skill that they can use when they're out and about navigating the world that can be especially helpful for the HSPs and the impasse out there. When HSPs and impasse get overstimulated from just sensory overload from too many people, from the lights, the energy, all of those things, it becomes really easy to disconnect from what's happening right here and right now. And some people either even feel like they're having a bit of an out-of-body experience because the emotional overwhelm is just so intense and overwhelming. And so an activity and an exercise called grounding can really help people come back down to decrease the intensity of that overwhelm, of that emotional overload, and help you to be more present. And I am thinking about the example that you gave earlier of going into the grocery store. Right now, especially for HSPs, going to the grocery store can be a really horrific experience. As an HSP as well, I speak from personal as well as professional experience. And so there's just so many moving factors. There's so many things that are different that are going on and it can be chaotic and messy. And it's really easy to get into a place where we feel like we're out of control to some capacity. And so grounding is just really using your senses, your sensory. And for this exercise, I'm referring mostly to sense of touch to bring your attention back into what's happening right here and right now. And that helps you to lessen those emotions and focus on what you're doing. And you can do that very easily by just placing your the palms of your hands on something. And it could be really anything that you feel safe putting your hands on. So that could be like the the um the legs of your pants, like on your thighs, the tops of your thighs. It could be if you're at the grocery store, in your pockets, if you don't feel comfortable touching anything around you. It's whatever you feel safe touching and focusing on the temperature, the texture, how the palms of your hands feel as you move them around. And by doing that, we're training our minds to come back into this moment and to get out of that really emotional place. 
Perfect. Um, yeah, and I'll hop right into that breathing exercise. Um, well, first, actually, I'll preface this by just saying why it's important to breathe correctly. When we breathe incorrectly, we can actually push our bodies into a stress state because we don't take in enough oxygen. And then similarly, when we're already stressed out and breathe incorrectly, it can make our stress levels even worse. So when we learn how to breathe correctly, practice it regularly, it can consistently work to lower our stress levels, to calm ourselves down, to tell our bodies that we're okay, we're in a safe place right now, we don't need to be in that fight, flight, or freeze response where we're constantly on edge. So um, if you can safely or comfortably close your eyes, then do so now. If you're driving or walking or don't feel comfortable closing your eyes, that's perfectly okay. You can still complete this exercise. So bring your awareness now to your forehead and release any tension that you might be holding there. Now your eyebrows, your cheeks, your jaw, your tongue, and your shoulders. Now if your hands are available, place one hand on your stomach and the other hand on your chest. And with your next inhale, breathe in deeply through your nose and try to send your breath all the way down into your belly, filling it up like a balloon. And then as you exhale, slowly deflate that balloon and send the air out through either your nose or your mouth. So once again, deep inhale through your nose. Focus on sending that breath all the way down into your belly. And then as you exhale, draw your belly button in closer to the spine as you send the air out through either your nose or your mouth. Continue breathing this way for as long as you feel comfortable. When we're in these stress states, we often breathe into our chest. That's what our body tells us to do. So it can feel really uncomfortable or difficult to breathe this way, especially at first. So keep practicing. The more you do, the easier it'll become. And I encourage you to continue practicing this breathing for at least the remainder of this podcast. But if you can continue it beyond that, that's fantastic. Again, the more that we practice these things, the easier it is to make a habit of them. And if your eyes were closed, you can blink them open. And once again, feel free to continue this breathing as long as you'd like. Yes. 
All right. So we're um, we're going to just wrap it up here. Um, before we leave, I just want to give you guys the last word. Um, if you can just kind of tell us where we can find you um, and just tell us a little bit, you know, where on, on social media we can go. Perfect. So you can find us um, a specialized website that we created for your listeners at www.wellness-technologies.com slash empath. Again, that's wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S hyphen technologies, T-E-C-H-N-O-L-O-G-I-E-S dot com slash empath. And you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, We just created an awesome new Patreon community and we're on TikTok as well. And our username on all platforms is Wellness Technologies. Wow. Thank you guys so much for your time, your wealth of information. Um, I definitely, you know, enjoyed you guys being here today. Um, Is there anything else that you'd like to leave us with? Just thank you, Raj. This was really fun. We really (laughs) appreciate you having us on here today. Absolutely. Thank you guys both. And uh, so with that said, guys, I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. We are out. You're listening to the On Call Impact.